Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. Uh, I am your host, Patrick. Today, I'm with uh, our guest, uh, Kevin. Um, Kevin Henry, go ahead and say hello. Hey, Patrick. Good to talk to you, and hello to everybody listening to the podcast. Yeah, it's great to have you. Uh, We're both located in Colorado. Um, I know we both work all across the country, too. Um, Kevin, go ahead and tell me a little bit about how you got uh, your background and how you got in the dental industry. You bet. Thanks again for having me on. Uh, You know, I started back in 1999, so I'm an old timer uh, by a a long shot. I came from sports public relations into dentistry. Uh, I am a dental journalist. Uh, I have been the managing editor for Dental Economics, the editorial director for Dental Products Report, and now I serve as editor-in-chief for Dr. By Cuspid. So I kind of moved around within the journalism sphere. Uh, but one of the things that I've also uh, learned so much is the consulting and speaking side of things, as well as uh, writing a book for dental assistants, because honestly, the assistant side of things and the team is is truly my passion. And and uh, I'm glad we get to talk about that today. Yeah, and I'm, I'm very uh, excited, to, especially right now in today's climate, to have you on. Um, I know a problem that we're going to discuss uh, is finding talent, recruiting yeah. talent, hiring talent. Um, and today's problem um, that we're going to assess, I'll let you take it from here, but what are you hearing out there? What are problems that a lot of dentists are seeing right now? Yeah, the biggest thing, and, and I'll tell you first what I've heard from so many assistants, and then we'll switch over to the dentist side of things. So whenever COVID hit, and we, we all know what this did to the industry, we all know the disruption, uh, I talked to so many assistants who reached out to me uh, through what we're doing at Ignite DA and, and through my, my speaking consulting as well. And, and they mentioned that they were taking this opportunity as, as hitting the reset button. I heard that numerous times, reset button. And what they meant by that is two things. Number one, these dental assistants were looking at the practice where they were working and did they want to go back to that practice? The second thing was, did they even want to stay in dentistry? And I can tell you for a fact that I know of seven really quality assistants who are no longer in dentistry simply because they looked at this as a chance to see what else was out there and explore what else there was. And even in a tough external job market, these dental assistants were still willing to leave dentistry and and look for something that either paid better or had better benefits or better hours or whatever you want to look at. So the, the change button started on the dental assisting side. And then we know how that's kind of been a, a tsunami, for lack of a better term, to head to the dentist side of things, you know, and, and conversely through Dr. Bicuspid and so many others, I've heard about dentists who are desperate to find assistance, desperate to find hygienists. Uh, you know, you and I were talking a little bit about Seattle before we came on the air, and I'm hearing from so many dentists in that area about they're having to give out hiring bonuses to try to lure in hygienists and, and the amounts that they are paying just to make sure that they can fill a position in their practice it's, it's crazy. Um, so I, I think that COVID not only shifted our industry as far as our scheduling and everything else, but it also shifted how team members are looking at going back into the practice. And is it worth it with the pay, with the PPE, with the risk, uh, you know, even though it's been documented that, uh, you know, COVID is very hard to catch in the dental practice. Uh, there's still a perceived risk there. And I, I think that it's really changed the, the dentist team relationship. So I know we're going to have you, um, we're going to do a, a, a 
part one and a part two here on this episode, we're going to talk a little bit about how to keep uh, those employees, how to keep that team member. So you don't end up in this place in the first place, but today you're a, you're a, a dentist or you run a practice or multiple practices and you can't hire. Tell me, you know, or you've been struggling to hire. Tell me how you can change that dynamic. What can you do to actually start to recruit, bring people in? Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that you have to be open to new possibilities. I think that you have to be open to the fact that the perfect candidate may not exist and that you may have to put more effort into training and more effort into really molding that team member who you want to bring into who you want to be than you've ever had before. Uh, you know, I, I know that several, and again, I'll, I'll go back to assistants and what I'm hearing from them. So many assistants are looking for the right fit whenever it comes to a practice. They're looking for somebody who's willing to teach them, somebody who's willing to expand their knowledge, not just treat them like, you know, and for lack of a better term, a spit sucker that I've heard so many times from assistants. They want somebody who's going to view them as a valuable team member. They want somebody who's going to be able to train them and really work with them and see them as a partner in the in the oral health of, and, and growth of the business. So you have a book, and uh, I, I want to tell people about this real quickly because I, I think um, we can have some great follow-up questions off this. The book is um, Battling and Beating the Demons of Dental Assisting. Yep. Uh, tell me a little bit about your book and how dentists could find a lot of value in reading that, that book themselves. Yeah. And, and I appreciate that. You know, that's the name of a course that I've given at, at Yankee Dental, Greater New York, Chicago Midwinter, all over the country. And, and it's really something that it, it's based on my years of working with assistants and the demons that they often face that drive them out of the industry. And I can tell you, it's a, a the money issue is a big thing, a lack of respect, uh, a lack of growth opportunities. Those are some of the biggest demons that dental assistants faced whenever I wrote the book a couple of years ago. And I think even since COVID, those demons have grown a little bit more because what we're seeing is obviously we know how schedules have changed. We know how things have changed within the practice. And I think so many dental practices have focused on the here and now that they're not looking at what is to come and how they can train their team for the post COVID world, whenever there is a vaccine and whenever hopefully things revert back to, to a better state. And, and so a dental, dental assistants are honestly, they're looking to battle, they're battling these demons every day. And the biggest one that I can tell you, honestly, it's not pay it's respect. And it's feeling like that they belong somewhere. It's feeling like that they matter uh, that they make a difference. And and I've heard so many times that dental assistants will stay somewhere and will come on board somewhere where they feel like that they're a part of the team rather than just uh, the low rung on the totem pole or whatever you want to say there. So I know that, um, and well, I'm sure we're going to talk about this later on, but I know that it, it, respect makes is, is everything, right? And how people feel while they're at work. There's so much more to um, that relationship than income. But income certainly drives new recruits, for sure, potential um, employees um, to be interested in working someplace. And I know that right now, um, you mentioned it that, uh, and I've seen this happen, um, that people aren't showing up for interviews. They're just ghosting they're uh, completely, like it's some type of a dating app. And then um, also, you know, people are being hired and then not even showing up for their first day uh, at work and ghosting from that point forward. So I have to imagine that income has something to do with that, right? Or are people more likely to accept a job because of income? Uh, it's part of it. Uh, to be honest, certainly income is part of it. I think it is for all of us. You know, we want to make a good living and and don't 
don't be surprised whenever I tell you these dental assistants look at what a Starbucks pays and sure. they go, hmm, that's not so bad. Uh, you know, and, and certainly we look at what dental assistants are paid all over the country. And there's a lot of other job opportunities out there that pay more. Sure. Now, but, uh, but here's the thing, dental assistants time and time again, and sorry, I'm focusing on assistance. Obviously I know this pertains to hygienists as well, sure. but assistants got into this because they wanted to help people. They didn't get into it because they thought they were going to make a lot of money. And so I think if you look at pay is certainly one part of it, but maybe the more important part is how that they're going to impact people, how that they're going to be able to, to improve the oral health. And, and I've heard so many stories about assistants who stay somewhere because they love their patients. And it's, yeah. It, yeah. So there, there is a comfort level there. Uh, but I think getting people in absolutely in today's environment, uh, you have to look at pay and make sure that you're being competitive. So, you need to, um, we love to um, always give our listeners actionable steps that they can take today to improve um, their life, right? Yeah. Yeah. So in this area, we're talking about the pain of not being able to hire and recruit or struggling to hire and recruit. What are two or three actionable steps someone can take today who's looking to hire that is going to change that dynamic in their practice and their experience that they're having trying to hire? Well, I, I think you've got to know the environment around you. Uh, you know, I think so many times we look at what's going on in our little bubble and we're focused on that. And God knows with COVID, we've, we've been that way. But we've got to look at what other practices are doing to grow, what other practices are looking to pay their employees. And, and certainly if anybody wants to reach out to me, uh, you know, I, I'll be happy to give my email address. But there, there's uh, the Bureau, Bureau of Labor Statistics is one that I always go to to look at current salaries for dental hygienists, dental assistants to kind of give that baseline so that, you know, in your zip code or in your metro area or in your state, what people are paying employees so that, you know, are you kind of where you should be? So I think that's one actionable step. And I, I think the other thing is that you have to take a step back as a dentist and say, why would this position be uh, advantageous to somebody rather than, you know, knowing that the, the dentist down the street or maybe even your own building is hiring as well. You're in competition. So what makes you a better practice to work in? And can you actually verbalize that whenever you're doing these interviews, whenever you're actually stating, you know, you're not just offering them a job, you're offering them a career. What does that mean? And, and so I think those are two really big things that you can do to prep for the interview process. Now, I will tell you, you know, you mentioned ghosting. I have mentioned to so many assistants the, the value of communication and that they need to be able to say, you know what, I've accepted a job somewhere else. Thank you so much. Uh, I think that that's something that that we have to do as a dental assisting industry is get these young men and women to understand the value of just communicating. Uh, and my that's that's a New Year's resolution, I think, for all of us that that gets that gets better. Yeah, that's some uh, terrific advice. Um, I know you mentioned uh, your uh, people could email you or reach out to you. Um, I'll let you say your email address. I'm not going to put out there, but your website is uh, kevinspeaksdental.com. Brilliant yep. domain name. Uh, it's one of the smartest domain names I've seen. It's kevinspeaksdental.com. Uh, Kevin, how can they email you or how can our yep. audience get in touch with you? It's pretty easy. It's Kevin at kevinspeaksdental.com. Certainly you can reach out to me that way. I'll help point you in the right direction. If you want to go to that Bureau of Labor Statistics site, uh, certainly we are doing things with Ignite DA uh, to help empower dental assistants and help them understand the role that they play and, and just how important they are. And certainly happy to explain that to anybody uh, who drops me a line as well. 
Awesome. Can't look, uh, can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to having you back on the show to talk about retaining employees. How do you keep them once you have them? Um, Kevin, thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.